Hi, and welcome to another edition of OnlineVisas.com, The Immigration Show. I'm your host, Dave Kelso, and here with me is CEO of OnlineVisas.com, Mr. John Veely. John, how are you? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you today? I'm doing really well. We've been talking a lot about immigration for businesses in the last couple of episodes. Been learning a lot about it myself. But, you know, you see... ICE and deportation and raids in in the news yeah, yeah, lately, and yeah. it's kind of a scary thing. Um, and it made me wonder the other day, like if I'm a business owner and I've got a hundred people back here that went through my HR department and I don't know them, should I be nervous that that, that ICE is going to come raid my place? How do I prepare? For something like, should I prepare for something like this? And what do I do if if they? I mean, just thinking about my business and ice makes me very nervous about it. So, should I be concerned about this as a small business owner? Not just a small business owner, any business owner, right? So, right. Uh, what we have in America is somewhere between eleven and thirty million. Uh, people that may not be here on a lawful status. 11 and 30. Well, and the interesting thing is we don't know what that number is, right? Apparently. Now, um, a lot of politics has been focusing on we shouldn't have illegal people here. That's a bad thing. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you broke a law, so we can't, we can't, there's a lie, there's there's a crime that's committed. Right. But it's, but it's more complicated than that, right? It's, it usually it's, is. There's usually some gray area there. And, and on a couple levels, number one, the work relationship is between two different parties. It's between the employer, the American company, mm -hmm. and the employee, whether that's a unauthorized worker or not an authorized worker. Now, I'm not here to condone unauthorized uh, workers or being here without authorization, but with that many people in our workforce, uh, to get rid of all of them mm -hmm. creates a, a bunch of unintended consequences, right? Sure it does. So um, if you were to pull out 11 to 30 million people from our workforce, you would kill a lot of companies, industries, towns, all those different things, right? But again, let's not be theoretical. Let's talk in a more practical method. Sure. What What do you do as a worker when these things may come? So the reason we're, you need to be afraid of it is that we have an administration right now that is saying publicly that we haven't had enough deportation. It's somewhere in a couple of hundred thousand People have been right. deported uh, in the Trump administration's history, and uh, with 11 to 30 million left, uh, the president wants to ratchet it up. It's a political football, right? So, you know, what can happen? We're, we're hearing it all the time. Local restaurants have been raided in one mm -hmm. town, like bunches of them at a time. What it, what it really does is that, that people get afraid, and so workers don't show up to work. Right. It's not like they're coming and the raiding them. They're just like, oh, I, I can't be out in public, and that we're... Kids are dropping out of school. They're afraid that the that ICE agents will go to school because ICE agents have gone to school. They mm -hmm. have followed kids off the bus to homes and taken their parents away. And every one of those stories, you know, will rifle through communities, right? And, yeah. and things will happen, right? So, in any case, um, there's some things to think about as an employer, right? And um, Number one, creating a compliant workforce. Making sure you're not hiring illegally. Right. So there's a couple of things. People people will hire um, unauthorized people many times without any knowledge that they're hiring unauthorized people. It's not like there's this scheme that goes on like, oh, mm -hmm. I want to hire a bunch of illegal people. You know, they're just people that come in and they meet the qualifications for the job and sure. they do it. So where it kind of starts is what's called the I-9 form. And nobody knows what an I-9 form right. was, but every one of us have filled one out. Okay, so in, what's an I-9? It's in your packet of information when you start on with an employer, and mm -hmm. you often put in your Social Security card and your driver's license, right? Oh, I got to have one form of ID yeah. from this column, one form of ID right. from this column. Everybody fills one out, oh, whether okay. you're American or not. Well, so if you're a, not an American, 
you can use other things. It can be a visa, mm -hmm. like the, many of the visas we've talked about, the H-1B, right. the TN, the L, the non-immigrant visas. It can be a green card. Sure. Uh, for students on their OPT, it's called an EAD card. Mm -hmm. um, and for the foreign nationals that come in that are not green card holders, then whenever they update that, they do a, a, a revised I-9 and things okay. like that. Sure. So one of the things that we do with companies is I-9 compliance. And uh, you know, I've, I've bet many proposed clients um, a bottle of wine, you know, that their I-9s won't be done right. <laughs> I've, uh, I've gotten a lot of bottles of wine, right, and a lot of clients out of that, uh, because they're, they're really tricky, believe it or not, right? I mean, I had one client that, uh, that had a Hispanic workforce, and all of the workers thought that maiden name was their mother's name. Oh, right? And so right. every I-9 was wrong. And if your I-9s are wrong, just technically wrong like that, you can get a fine. Right? right. There are substantial wrongs, and then there are technical wrongs on sure. the I-9. So a substantial wrong is when you lie, mm -hmm. uh, when you don't sign it, um, that sort of thing. So when, when uh, HR directors or company uh, officials are looking at those documents, they have to remember a couple of important things. Right. Number one, they can't ask a foreign national anything more than they'd ask the American. So they, they, they look at these documents, and then you have two choices. You can either uh, photocopy the documents mm -hmm. and keep them with the forms, or not do it, but you can't do it for some and not the others. You have to make a decision whether you want to do it or not. Okay. I've seen the photocopying come in to help for a, a company that uh, was raided and uh, turned out um, that a lot of them weren't legal, but they had all that, and we could look at all the, the copies of the green cards, and they looked like regular sure. green cards. We actually found one or two but in our audits, but we had turned over those in the process to ICE, and, and, and uh, ICE actually gave us some time to, uh, to inform the individual and, 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 and actually had some time to hire, let them work for a little while. It was right. really amazing uh, for an agency that gets a bad name all of the time that in certain circumstances, now this was a while ago, mm -hmm. um, they, they can work with you, right? So we did in that circumstance, and um, just an example of that is when we did the I-9s, this company, every one of their I-9s had been done wrong. Mm -hmm. Again, with the maiden right, name maiden and all this name. sort of stuff. We found six or seven individuals that, you know, one of them had a, a narrow uh, instead of January on their American green card. So right. we knew that wasn't there. We, call, we had to call them in, and you can't just fire them either, right? You have to say, look, we, uh, we've noticed on your document that there's a thing here. Why don't you go down and have that fixed, right? And so the reason you need to do that is you, you as an employer violating the, the civil rights and you can right. expose yourself if you either ask questions to someone because you may, they may appear to be from another country, that's a sure. national origin violation, um, uh, or things like that. So It's all racial profile. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that under the law and you right. can get sued for that. You don't want that to happen. Um, and there, there are probably some attorneys out there that we're making we're some money on making that. some money on that, right? So, so also when you discover things, you can discover a couple of ways, right? So, um, if someone comes in, David Kelso comes in, fills out his I nine, he has a Social Security number. What's a no match letter is when Social Security comes in and says, "Well, David Kelso's Social Security number is different than the one we have on file." Mm -hmm. So, when you get a no match letter, the key here again is not saying you're fired, Mr. Kelso. It's to say. Mr. Kelso, we've been informed by Social Security that there's a no match letter. Your Social Security number may not right. match. Go down to Social Security, see if you can work it out. Well, that makes some sense because right. people get their identity stolen all they the time. Do. They so do. And then that way, you can't that. sue me for treating you badly. Right. Right. And then many times that person just disappears. Mm -hmm. Right. And and then. So what you're, you're saying is businesses' hands are tied here in a lot of respects. If well, they get something that looks like a a, a real document, right. there's really not a lot they can do. 
They have to accept it as a real document. Now, that's it's called there's real knowledge, actual knowledge and constructive knowledge. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I get the no match letter and I've made that decision and and it's not resolved and the worker keeps coming in, mm -hmm. I may have constructive knowledge at that point. Another way you can get actual knowledge is if uh, you come in and I've already gotten your documents and, and it looks like you're a citizen and you come in and say, can you sponsor my visa? Then at this point now I know you're not legal but you've already been working here and you don't have a visa, mm -hmm. now I have actual knowledge. Right? right. So I can't afford, I can't hire you and you can't work here and you're going to have to go. Yeah. Right. So so that, hands aren't tied, you just got to know where the laws are, right? right. That's what guys like me know, right? I mean, and then there's... Those situations are important. So there's things that we can we can help companies with on how to start create a uh, a, uh, a compliant uh, right. workplace. One is having an audit of your I nines, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's one of the first things. Um, another thing is um, you know just having just trying to do things by the book, right? right. Is is really what it's at. And we we've helped companies with that and talk about what they're doing. Another thing is prepping them for raids, and not just raids, but site visits. Okay. Right. So a site visit isn't a raid. A site visit might be you're a tech company, mm -hmm. and uh, you've been filing H-1B visas, and they may come in to see if that worker's really working there. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you've said we have some internal um, projects, you know, and they come in, and the office is, you know, this big, and there, you know, you made these allegations, and then that could be a problem, right? Mm -hmm. A raid is when they come in and it's a gotcha, right? Yeah. Now, now sometimes you'll get uh, a letter from USCIS saying we're going to do an I nine audit. ICE will come in and do an right. I nine audit. You got right. three days to turn over your stuff. What we've done sometimes is gone in and started an audit for them and asked for some time. And and sometimes we've gotten it, sometimes mm -hmm. we don't. Where we'll handle it internally and we'll hand over to ICE what we've discovered, right? Right. And and Sometimes when you're working with officials, that, that'll help out. So that's one of the things you can do. So we can communicate. Communicating with ICE on a business point of view. If, if ICE reaches out to you or if you have to deal with ICE, mm -hmm. communicating with them is a yep. very good idea. Yep. Okay. That's a good thing. Now, um, now another thing is when they raid, though, and, and, and we've done some things like that. There's our their employees' rights, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, and so you can, you can help your employees' rights. There's a bunch of things out there like know your rights, documents that are there and right. if you need one of these we can give them but you know if you're stopped uh, by immigration or police you can hand a card to this officer sure. and, and say I have the right to remain silent right and then the card explains you're exercising your rights and then you know and you can say I'll remain silent I'll re refuse to answer your questions I'm detained I have the right to contact an attorney immediately mm -hmm. and I refuse to sign anything without advice of an attorney now I don't suggest you get all of your workers uh, together and you do this, but you might find someone within your company that says, let's make sure everybody has these rights cards mm -hmm. if something happens. And then that way you're not putting yourself in constructive knowledge. Um, so employees have those rights. Um, and then um, there's certain things that after um, the ICE raid, um, you may want to have, uh, uh, you know, we put together kind of these response teams so that. Um, you know, deportation attorneys can come help the employees. We help the employers many mm -hmm. times on what they what what they uh, need to do and how they need to handle it. Um, one of the things, um, let's go back to at the raid um, to make sure the raid is is uh, being done legitimately. Again, right. it's just like um, when um, when uh, the police come to your house, right? This is the same thing. So. Um, uh, you might advise your um, 
uh, employees, like maybe you have managers and it's, you're not always there as the CEO, or maybe you are a manager mm-hmm. that, um, uh, that, uh, that this may happen, and then you want to examine the warrant, right? And what we're, we can be there for is you can either email that, take a picture of it, mm-hmm. fa- uh, text it to us, mm-hmm. those sort of things. Um, never allow access without a warrant. You don't have to do that. Right. Um, the warrant must be signed by a proper court, the proper court. So someone comes in and you're in Texas with a warrant from New Mexico. That's not appropriate. Um, if it's being served within the permitted time frames, right. right? The warrants are specific on that. Note the scope of the warrant, the area to be searched, and the items to be seized. Right, they they had to go to a judge to do mm-hmm. this, and they may go uh, do something. You can immediately contact your attorney if if you're being there. You can monitor the search process, right? You can follow these guys right. around. Make sure you obtain the name and the supervising ICE name of the supervising ICE agent mm-hmm. um, and the U.S. attorney assigned to the case. You want all of that information if that's happening. Assign the company representative to silently follow each agent around a facility. Take notes and record that agent's actions without interfering. And I said two things, silent and without interference, interference right? right? Don't, get don't in the fight way. them. Don't get in a fight. Don't have your people go to jail. Don't go yeah. to jail yourself. Don't get but, hurt. And don't get hurt. Don't get shot. Yeah. Probably that's not going to happen. But you can go to jail if you're sitting here. You can't do that. You can't do that sort of stuff. So if they're going to persist, just make sure you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if the agents want access to locked facilities that are listed in the warrant, unlock them. Mm-hmm. All right. Otherwise, agents will forcibly gain yep. entry. You'll buy new um, Yeah. Take no actions that could be constructive as, as inducing perjury, such as telling people to provide false information or documents. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't do that. Um, those are some things there. Let them do their jobs Let, and yes or no, yes, sir. Yes. But make sure that they're doing the right job and record it. Um, now, you might try to record it on your smartphone. Right. Um, or take notes. Um, and, you know. Cover, police, co- cover your own assets. Police may or may not respond appropriately right. or inappropriate to that, but but you know you you have your you have rights to okay. But let's let let let's talk for just a second. We're talking with John Veely, the CEO of OnlineVisas.com. Um, let's say you got a business, um, you have had interactions with ICE, but now you've been raided. You've got the documents, you've seen the warrant, you've mm-hmm. followed them around, you've not been in the way. Um, what do I do after the raid? Okay, so ICE may issue an employee do not rehire list, right? So mm-hmm. they may find some people that they found are illegal. Um, the employer may not to continue to employ the employee or any worker found on that list. Mm-hmm. ICE will continue to investigate a company for months after or years after a raid to see if it banned employees are returning using mm-hmm. a different identities, right? Banned employees are placed in a different work site or banned employees are assigned to a graveyard shift in order to avoid detection. detection. So be careful about that. I just suggest don't do it. Um, under After the raid, undercover ICE agents may pass as prospective employees uh, to see if they are hired after admitting uh, they uh, lacked work authorization. So, so the raid is not going to be your last interaction It's probably ICE. the starting point with right. ICE, right? Um, ICE will cooperate and collaborate with other various government agencies such as IRS and Social Security Administration, mm-hmm. right? So Social Security Administration is going to be looking out for more no-match no letters, IRS, you know, may come after your taxes or whatever. Right. So ICE and the U.S. attorneys will thoroughly review the items seized during the raid, determine the extent of evidence that exists against the company. Now, saying all that, just because you're raided, just because you've uh, done an audit, doesn't mean you'll be prosecuted. I've had many instances 
of helping companies through. Though one instance, I had a company. A, it uh, they had they did their i nines. They 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 kept copies of all that. Mm -hmm. Even though we did an audit and we corrected all the technical errors. At the end of that, they did not charge them one dollar for the technical errors. They did not prosecute them for having hired people, and they gave them six months to work through their workforce right. to do that, which I found was quite amazing. And that was really the relationship that we struck up with the ICE agent. And the ICE agent knew that this uh, client had not, or the employer hadn't done anything wrong. They right. just were not in intentionally. The well, they didn't appear to. Um, right. I think if they thought that they had intentionally done things wrong, then they probably would have prosecuted them, and mm -hmm. and, it, and it was like a thirty million dollar company, right? I mean, it was uh, it had done good work, and then you know we helped save that company and, right. and get time to do that. Now they had to work through a new part of their workforce. Um, the ICE now may not give you those benefits. Right. You know, you might get you might just get shut down. But so certainly really your important. relationship and your experience with them and over the years would help in that department. Well, it could, right? And I mean, that's the deal. Right. Is we can tell you what to expect. Um, so, you know, there's things that we can do as well. Um, you want to have um, some things that having a corporate immigration compliance program, mm -hmm. like think of it as a business plan for what do you do if the wheels come off the cart. Well, right. let's say I wanted to get a hold of you to help figure out how to get one of those things. Well, that's a good place to start. I want to sit down with an experienced immigration yep. attorney and develop these plans for how to avoid a raid, what to do if I've been contacted by ICE, or what to do if I've been raided. Yeah, well, come to our website, onlinevisas.com. You know, you'll be joining about a thousand people a day that are mm -hmm. coming there and uh, set up a strategy session. Um, we have put on webinars. You know, this thing that I'm referencing right now is a webinar we've done for companies on, you know, how to keep the government from knocking on your door. Mm -hmm. um, it's can, more than just an apple a day, by the way. <laughs> we, can, uh, we, can, we can have a we build your own custom program. Uh, we can introduce to deportation attorneys to be kind of ready for that. So mm -hmm. that, that, you know, you as an employer, you don't know that these folks are here, but, you know, you learn to care for them. And if they're in trouble, sure. um, you could have some you help them that are there available um, and then we can be there for the company and then uh, and then that's you know where you go so onlinevisas.com go there schedule a strategy mission me strategy session or a mission or a mission uh, call me at 405-310-4333 uh, drop me an email at john j-o-n at veelylaw.com that's v as in victor e-l-i-e-l-a-w veelylaw.com um, and we'd be glad to glad to talk with you about your situation, um, what's going on, your fears, how to make your company compliant, create a really great uh, compliant workforce for you. And make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're watching us there. You can also find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. For OnlineVisas.com and The Immigration Show, I'm your host, Dave Kelso. This is Online Visas CEO, John Veely. Thanks for watching. Hey, take care.